poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Philosophical Friday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and Duncan Palamortis. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today is Friday, which means it's a philosophical day. Duncan, welcome hello, hello, to the good show. Sir. Yeah, yeah, hello. We, uh, I, I, I'm thinking that we have a topic that's ripe for discussion. Nah. You know, it's just that we're like, you know, we're not late at all in the, in this topic. No, well, not at all. Yeah. To be fair, I've already <laughs> released one podcast episode on this specific topic, um, right. but I don't know your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And from our conversation before we fired up the recording, it did sound like you have uh, some different opinions than mm-hmm. the ones expressed by both me and Jay in that earlier mm-hmm. episode. And there are some things too that uh, I realized after we recorded mm-hmm. um, that I think could could also be mentioned in, in today's conversation as well. So, yes, mm-hmm. dear listener, you are about to get another episode here <laughs> and Robbie in its most recent iteration. I guess the the breaking news today is that Garrett uh, apparently donated the money to uh, or donated one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars to uh, charity and. Mm-hmm he did not specify whether or not like that means that, you know, if they don't find any cheating or any malfeasance that he's going to give the money back, there's no like specific thing that was stated as it relates to that money. But that was just the thing that happened today. Absolutely. Uh, So yeah, let's, I'll, I'll let you set the stage as to where the discussion is going to go. Absolutely. And just since you, you mentioned that we should probably also preface the fact that, uh, you know, it's it's one thing what Garrett should do in that situation, and it's another thing what he should do publicly, what he should do behind the scenes. So there's like all sorts of different levels to to talk about in in, in a move like this, right? But we sure. will we will get to that. Uh, one thing that I want to say first and foremost, you know, everything that uh, we're going to say uh, is an opinion, right? Any statement is conjectural, no matter what we say for the duration, is going to be superseded by this very statement. And I want to mention that because again. Uh, freedom of speech is the most important thing. So we're going to be free to to speak our minds here. So no matter what we say later on, you know, no matter how convinced we sound about anything, everything should be superseded by the disclaimer that I just made right now. Yeah. And to, se- to set the record straight, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not ultra convinced on anything. Right. So like my, my opinion is still that like, who knows? Like yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I just have looked at the evidence and thought about it. And so I have an opinion, but it's not like locked in stone. It's not uh, totally something that couldn't change based on additional information coming forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And we can we can talk about we can talk about a, a, a lot of different things. And and also to to add to to what you just said, I think it doesn't make much sense to make any statements or take any sides of on innocent or guilt for basically a few reasons. Uh, there is not enough concrete evidence to um, take a specific side. 
Also, nothing good can come out of it. You know, like just by taking that, by telling that somebody is guilty or innocent on, on partial evidence, uh, it doesn't help the conversation move forward. It's better to talk about the evidence itself. And we're going to have some hot takes on the evidence for sure. Like instead of just making conclusions, let people make those conclusions. And and I would say the same thing also for, for, for people like Joy, for example, Joy Ingram, who's shout out to Joy, like incredible investigation. There's no point asking Joy what is his probability, like on, on that type of stuff. Like, I mean, there's no point in trying to affect, you know, people's opinion on, on the conclusions themselves. Let's talk, talk about the facts. Well, I think there is, a, about- there, there is a point to asking Joey's opinion because he's probably been in this more than anybody else. So if there's somebody that does have any kind of qualified opinion, right. he probably has the most qualified at this stage in the game. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm comfortable having an opinion sure. of stating my own oh, probabilities yeah. per- personally, like because Absolutely. Th- they're just my opinions. Absolutely. But I just want to say like that I, I, I do disagree, however, like with, with that, that even though Joy indeed is the most qualified person to talk about it, still, you know, making the conclusion from the assumptions is something that he may not be qualified to do that. Sure. Like just just having access to all the evidence is a different thing than actually evaluating that evidence. And I think. Right. But it's deep- it, it's it's a more it's probably going to be more accurate than Bob from Twitter's take. Uh, possibly yes but there is also the fact that you know like it's 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 dangerous for people who're going to try to outsource uh this kind of idea like we, we're getting into that issue of the um you know of the influencers that we we're talking sure. about yeah if, right so that's the same sort of issue but anyway yeah. but to, to its, its own and by the way that brings me to like i, I just want to let's start with that give me your hottest take uh, of that situation what would you consider to be the hottest take that you have on the situation. Let's start there. The hottest take on the situation. I think right. the, the hottest take on the situation is like, I feel as if the poker world has somehow like rewound itself. You know, like a year ago, everybody was trashing people for conspiracy theories. And then this past week, everybody's lost their damn minds. And it just appears to me as if it's going to something bordering on like weekly world news type of mm-hmm. information with all the the streams and the hot takes and everything. Like, I, I just think it's kind of devolved into like parody at this point where right. it's like, oh, there was something in her pocket. Wow. that That's probably what she used to cheat because yeah, of course, somebody that's cheating is going to put something in their pocket that vibrates the whole poker table. Oh, her, you know, rip is probably cheating with her and feeding her information <laughs> because let's add a chain in this cheating mechanism where rip just doesn't cheat himself for some, some unknown reason. He wants her to cheat instead. Like the, it just, it, it, like I said, my hottest take is that like, all of the content out right now is just kind of to me bordering on parody level mm-hmm. of like this is obscene and to me it's they're they're like really intelligent people who right, are right, right, right. who are falling into this this trap which Absolutely. for for the folks that like yelled at anti-vaxxers and had all, right. all, all these similar. things to say about conspiracy theorists there there are people that are falling into this exact trap right now and who are who are convinced that some you know something they can make sense of the soup and uh right. it, that to me is that's entertaining interesting but yeah I, I guess maybe that's my hottest take 
Oh, that's that's great. And and you know, they're they're convinced that either like some people are convinced that something either happened or didn't happen. That's uh, equally the, the the same problem. And like I said, like many intelligent people, uh, they're they're jumping to conclusions either way. Which is why in a situation like this. I think conclusions are dangerous, at least, mm. you know, promoting conclusions. It's okay to promote arguments. It's okay to discuss those arguments, but promoting conclusions, especially from a place of, you know, some sort of power and influence, it is very dangerous because people may be outsourcing. And it's the similar thing that I've said multiple times before. It is damaging to society for people who are not experts to specific topics to make conclusions on really tough subjects, like for instance, you know, the pandemic and things like that. It's okay to go and discuss things. And I'm not saying that we should be censoring anybody, by the way. What I'm saying is that people should be responsible enough to know that if they have a, a platform to say things, they should curb their enthusiasm a little bit, and they should be, you know, uh, talking about the, the, um, the assumptions and leave, leave the conclusions to, to, to the listeners. Here's another hot take. Mm -hmm. I think I think that accusing somebody of cheating should be mm -hmm. done with thought and not mm -hmm. done in the moment publicly. And I think mm -hmm. that Garrett was wrong. Let's I talk think about that, that. I love that. I love that. Okay, this is I, great. I just think straight up that Garrett handle has handled the situation thus far not good. Mm -hmm. So let's let's start without question because I, I also have some thoughts. Which again, it's funny because this podcast it feels to me that is going to tie up so many conversations we had in the past about responsibility, about meta-humility, about influencers, like yeah. about outsourcing. Like we're going to hear a lot of these thoughts. I, I I love it. What would you do in in, in about free, freedom of speech? This is very relevant in, into this conversation. What would you do for G-Man in, in his spot? And I'll tell you what I would do also. So in G-Man's spot, I mean, right. so I think the first the first thing that he did so I would say that like, I don't think that he was wrong until the moment where he posted all of his thoughts on a Twitter mm -hmm. because that required reflection and thought. And mm -hmm. I thought a lot of the things that he posted were, were things that nobody can know that he's convinced of. Like he's a hundred percent clearly got cheated. Obvious, like using these statements of certainty right. that that are not merited mm -hmm. in, in this because nobody knows, and and he certainly isn't gonna gonna know. But he he's falling into the trap of you know he's closest to the situation and it feels certain, and therefore it just is to him in his mind. So like I think I mean even his statement of saying that like he didn't ask for the money back, and then Feldman mm -hmm. said, well you know, we have uh, like Robbie's account of the situation is more accurate than yours. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that to me is like, he, he's emotionally compromised. He's right. angry. So he's not operating from a, a space of level headedness, calm. It's all the things that you see everybody else act at the poker mm -hmm. table around Garrett. And this, you know, we, we kind of see him crack. Uh, for lack of a better word, his right. whole, like everything just kind of cracked and he lost it. Um, and so I think like that being, being certain about the situation, I, I think is a mistake. Um, I think that taking the money when she offered the money is actually reasonable. Mm -hmm. However, what I would do if I were Garrett would be to put the money in escrow Mm -hmm. and have a neutral third party investigate the situation and come up with some kind of opinion and then just stick with that opinion. 
if if the third party investigation says i don't think you know it's a 95% chance that she didn't cheat then he gives the money back i mean to me it's just that simple and to be fair we all had time to reflect and think about it how would react in in that situation uh and uh it time works in our favor for us like because we can think how we would act in an ideal world how do you think you would really act in the moment like if you're being honest you would act yes if you thought because it's important in the assumption we assume that you think you were cheated that's Mm -hmm. that's what goes through your mind that we have to be in his shoes i would think the same Right, right. In how would how would you act in in the moment? I would also like to consider what uh, uh, Brad would do in Robbie's shoes. And I want to also uh, mention my take on this because I think uh, it's interesting here. But uh, some of the ideas, especially of the free speech that we've been talking about, shows us that uh, um, the actions of two different parties they don't necessarily have to be consistent with one another. So what what we would do as Jimin and what we would do as Robbie can be very much at odds, even though if we are the same person. So that's what I one of the things that I found by thinking about this long and hard. If I like I, th- I thought a lot that if I was in Jimin's shoes, um, I think that I would definitely one way or another, I don't know exactly what the form would be, I would apply maximum pressure. Like one of the things that you will know about, you know, dealing with, with someone like me is that, you know, I'm the nicest person at the poker table. But if I think at any point you cross me, you probably, you know, you're going to regret that you, you cross this person versus somebody else. And I would apply, I would apply so much pressure. Like I would consider potentially stopping the game. Like on the things. And if I'm Robbie at the same time, this is where it's going to sound like a paradox. And this is why I think that freedom of speech is so important. If I'm Robbie, I say to, to Jiman immediately, Okay, I understand. Uh, No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? I'm going to say, say one more word about cheating and I'm going to sue you. Like, so the point is, the the point that I'm trying to make is that we have freedoms and sometimes these freedoms clash. So it is our responsibility and our responsibility alone to protect ourselves. So basically what what I'm suggesting is that Jima should apply maximum pressure and Robbie should push back. Well, he did, right? And and Robbie should push back. He did apply maximum pressure. He he went and talked to the producers and it was not a calm conversation that Robbie was a part of. And the result of that was that she offered him the money back. So I would say that like Garrett uh, most likely applied maximum pressure and got the result that is favorable to him. Right. Um, There's one thing, sorry to interrupt you, but there's one thing that I think Jim made a mistake of. And this is, again, talking, I really want to talk closer to as factually as possible. And his mistake was that he talked in absolute terms. There's no such thing, I'm 100%. He was 100% in his statement that, you know, Robbie cheated. He was 100% that Hustle Casino Live was was not involved. You cannot say those things. And incidentally, this is where meta humility really applies to that situation i think what happened to garrett was something like that i cannot possibly fight robbie if i'm not 100 sure i cannot apply possibly apply maximum pressure without having a smoking gun this is basically um a a a contrast between his confidence and humility so he's thinking to himself listen in order for me to be hundred, uh, in order for me to be confident, hundred percent confident, I need to absolutely, I need to absolutely reduce any chance of uh, doubt. But in actuality, 
that doubt leaves at a higher level. So that doubt is always there. So it's okay to have doubt. It's okay to have a lot of doubt and still have ultra confidence. That's why we need the meta in meta humility. That doubt needs to live at a higher level. And it's okay. He could have said, listen, guys, I have no idea if you did it or not. It's irrelevant. I applied maximum pressure because I'm protecting myself. And she gave me the money back. So get off my back. She gave me the money. It's her decision. You know, I don't know if she cheated. I don't care if she cheated, frankly. I thought she might have cheated. So I applied maximum pressure and it worked out. That's what that's where, like, you know, confidence operates at a lower level. Right. And I think that somehow because he couldn't put the meta uh, in meta humility, he thought that the doubt had to completely be eliminated. He said, the only way I can act as confident as I am is if I eliminate the doubt. But we act on impartial information all the time. Does what I'm saying make sense? It does. Like this is, I think, a big mistake on Garrett's perspective. He should have defended his position on partial evidence and he didn't do anything wrong by applying pressure. You know, it's it's Robert's responsibility to defend herself. It is not Garrett's responsibility to to you know to 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 defend Robbie. Of course, there's specific ways that you know we can do it in in human ways. You don't want to obviously uh, you know assault anybody. You don't want to know. But when it comes to the freedom of speech, you know we should be able of saying whatever we want up to a point where we don't intrude somebody else's personal space, in which case it's now their responsibility to kick us the heck, the heck out, right? That's what I'm saying. It was important also for Robbie to push back, push that guy, push the guy away. Don't like, don't listen to, to, to that nonsense. You're innocent, right? Assuming she's innocent, right? I'm not, I'm not saying she is or she isn't, but like push the guy away. Like don't let him get into your space. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I think that the perspective is quite different from one player to the next and that Garrett has a lot of experience in this arena and a lot of clout and she doesn't quite frankly. And so she's inexperienced, uncertain of herself, uncertain of the situation. And so like, I think that for someone who's in a high stress environment, like I, I don't exactly know it's hard for people to stand up for themselves in in these types of situations in my life. I know there's lots of times where I've been in a high pressure environment and haven't pushed back and haven't stood up for myself and only realized afterwards that, you know, my emotions were flaring and got the better of me. And I just didn't respond in the way that I would have liked to have in a perfect world. Well, me too. Me too. But whose responsibility is it? That's the question that I'm asking. Sure. It's her her responsibility, but so to to go back, like how would I handle this type of situation? If it happened to me on a live stream, uh, I would. So I don't know the the first answer. The most honest answer is I don't know how I would respond because Mm -hmm. again, it would be high emotion and and I, I have no idea given the benefit of this whole, the way this, situation has gone down though. What I've learned is that there are things that, you know, you, you can have access to in the moment where that you don't have access to later on. So I would express my position and opinion Mm -hmm. and my fear to the Mm -hmm. producers. And I would ask if I would express my fear to Robbie too, and to the whole table. Like, yo, right. I think something's weird here. This, that, that was not right. right. Something is off. Like, how do we resolve this right now in this moment? Right now, before, stopping the game. Right before, yeah. before things spiral right. out of control. Right. Right. The, right. the way right. to the way to address it now would be like, 
um, you know, and, and again, Robbie would have to agree or they would have to agree right. of like emptying your pockets, right. like taking off your jewelry, like just right. everybody just being transparent about what, and, and by the way, can I just say that, you know, there, there have been some things said about Hustler Casino Live, like not wanding people down, you mm-hmm. know, because that's like not their style, et cetera. And I would just like, is the purpose to have hmm. a clean game or to not have a clean game? Are we li- like we're 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 living by the honor system? I, like th- that to me is like uh, unbelievable to me, really, from like a security standpoint of like, wait, so the players are like not cool with ensuring that nobody has an electronic device on them i would be totally cool with that sure wand me down i don't care like go for it right like i don't have anything to hide that that part of it seems like really a really bizarre security hold to me uh, just a little bit of devil's advocate on this and i i I would agree with you 100 by the way like again typically speaking if you have nothing to hide uh you, you you wouldn't mind Although to be fair, like it's within your rights to say screw you. I don't. I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to empty my. Yeah, focus. then don't play do on the stream. Exactly. There's people that aren't waiting around to play on the stream. Like there's a wait list. I'm sure a thousand sure. people long of people to take your seat. So don't take Absolutely. the seat. So the, the the you know the devil's advocate here is that uh, you know the uh, rights like the the human rights that we have as human beings and then including like the things like the freedom of speech and you know like having personal space i think even though again people it's not a big deal like you said i mean practically speaking it's not a big deal to let somebody invade your space temporarily so that they can put a wand you know whatever i understand practically but but philosophically and the, the, the it's a good thing that people are pushing back on rights because those rights are what has made this country so beautiful. But right? it's a privilege so, to play on a poker stream. I not, do, not not a right. And, and and this is why I agree with you, right? I mean, this is why I'm saying uh, this is just like I'm playing a little bit of devil's sure, advocate, sure. right? No, so, I, so I understand. Yo, yeah, I, like I get I gotta go through sure. 30 minutes of security every time I fly to Idaho. And right. I don't even want to be to Idaho. Like so <laughs> taking three seconds of extra security to get to get to play in a a, li- a juicy live stream. <laughs> okay like I, I i mean i i don't know but that that was another thing that that struck me as like kind of weird that came out after this of like no we're not like one we're just like asking people for their phones and like so mm-hmm. if somebody carries on two phones that's okay it, like people can just bring on whatever the hell they want and like oh, okay um but going back to the original question that we're mm-hmm. now we've circled around like 20 times uh uh I would stop the game or mm-hmm. I would stop the game to get to the bottom of it right then. Agreed. And if she didn't want to do it or, you know, anybody at the table didn't, didn't want to resolve the situation immediately, then I would leave the game. And then I would just try to figure out what the next move was. Um, that, that would be how, how I would go about it. And, and if you're Robbie, and if you're Robbie, and then the person is, you know, sitting there and, uh, and accusing you and you know, you've not done nothing wrong. What, what do you search do? Me. Because I think I don't care. I'll I'll okay. throw away all my rights. Yeah. Like sure. you can check everything that I have. Check for buzzers. Check for, you know, you can do a freaking uh, scan, full scan of my body, whatever. Sure. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like I've got 
if, if I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to hide and I don't, I don't care. Like I would like this situation to be resolved. That's personally what I would do. Um, and then if I, I misread I my hand or I, I, called I, I, and one with Jack high or whatever it was, then I would say, but that's my fucking money. That's my pot. Like, so you're not going to find anything and this is my money. And please you don't insult me by thinking that I'm going to return it to you. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I agree with that too. And I, and actually I agree for, for the most part up to, you know, give, giving up the rights of course again it depends on the on the situation i'm very sensitive when it comes to rights and, and in particular to to the freedom of speech you know so um i i think that would be the only the only difference but for the most part i, I agree you know like it's uh if it's non-invasive and if it's you know something very simple uh yeah let's let, let let's let's get on with it but you add one more word and insin insinuation and all hell is going to break loose right because again back off you know, you're getting into my space. And similarly, like G-Man thought that she was getting into his space. So here we have a clear conflict. And I think that's why it's so interesting because mm -hmm. all the things that we discussed here in Philosophical Friday, they showed up. Here we have a clear conflict of interest where two people are getting into the other person's space. And it is very important to have the tools to know how to navigate that. And I think it is incredibly important, not just in the poker world, but at any aspect of life to be protective of your own space nobody else is going to do that for you right and i think it's it's very 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 important you have the full responsibility don't expect somebody else to have like people are saying oh you know you know what this is going to do to to her reputation shit happens people like life is like that all the time and we take specific actions uh we we have to take the full responsibility of them you know you call with with jack high whether intentional or unintentional that can happen you gotta be able to defend yourself from that point point onwards. And I know I sound, you know, I don't mean to sound harsh. I've been in spots like this uh, where- Yeah, I, I hate that a, take, a, by the way. A, I'm, I'm very much yeah. disagree. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I've been in uncomfortable situations many, many, many times in my life in in, in disadvantages. They have nothing to do with, do with cheating. And you know, like people have the upper hand because they're in more familiar environments, but I put myself in that environment. It's my responsibility. You know, like I cannot expect somebody else. And, I'm, you know, this is consistent with everything I, I, I've been saying so far, by the way. I mean, it's not like I, I, I changed my my, my my opinion on, on the subject. But uh, I think we are being very condescending in trying to protect other people and saying that. Uh, and actually, I think that speaking of condescension, I think there's been a great amount of condescension around Robbie. Right? Because in order to do something like that, um, um, it's sort of like... Is getting a little bit polarized. It either is uh, a very weak poker player. We're talking about probably one of the weakest poker players that ever stepped foot on Hustle Casino Live, uh, or um, you know, or, or or she cheated. And and a lot of people, uh, or she misread her hand. And you you you've discounted that, so you you don't use it as an option. And I think yeah. I, I okay. personally think that's the most likely option of all the options oh uh, yeah we, we haven't talked about this yes yeah. we talked a little bit about that off stream yes i i do not think that's one of the things that surprises me the most you know there's a lot of things which are you know gray here like i don't think there is you know like a, a, a legitimate chance she misread her hand like that's um because uh first of all uh when uh you you're being involved in a hand and uh you know uh, you uh, you have a lot of time uh, to to read at your hand, which she you know she she looks at her hand just before she she calls the all in. 
Um, that gives you a lot of time to think about. It. And also you can see that the two cards, she's not looking at one card. She's actually looking at two cards. You can see there's a huge separation between these two cards. That's number one. So number you, two. Well, sorry, let, let, let's talk about number one. Yeah. Um, have you ever misread a board? Uh, well, I've done all sorts of mistakes. Like, the, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and the I've board done, is like out there right. always, right? And there are right. many clips on YouTube of players misreading a board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there I, I found multiple clips of Phil Ivey misreading his hand, misreading a board. He was playing stud eight or better in a tournament, sure. made a low, looked at his cards and mucked his hand. Um, he made a flush once on a final table. And then right, he, right, right, right. So, yeah, so to me, like, no. there's no, you know, I mean, just again, from my perspective, there are plenty of times in life where I'm staring at something and yet I'm not seeing anything. My head is just in a different place mm-hmm. where I'm not like 100%. visually comprehending what I'm looking at or thinking about. Uh, so, I mean, that that's my take. And the looking at the cards, I think before calling, uh, I can't explain it other than mistakes happen. And I think in high stress environments, people do very weird, unpredictable things. And I, and I agree with that 100%. And I would say that in a vacuum, uh, the priors, if we want to get a little bit of a Bayesian here, the priors, like in a vacuum, with, the, with no sure. any assumptions made, it's so much easier for somebody to mistreat their hand rather than cheating. But here's right. the problem. Sure. Here is how many stars need to align, because this is only one out of many, 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 many things that that, that happen that, 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 uh, in that situation. So... Uh, not only she looks at her hand, right? She decides to say to say call, and after she calls, she's being asked twice. She's being asked twice. Do you have pocket threes? No. Do you have a three in your hand? No. She responds twice to those two things. Nobody said and you not, have a three in your hand. Oh, there, there is, there is in the back of there. You, you can hear it in the video. Yes. So I there have, is. Actually, I, I actually have the audio clip blown up uh, yeah. from the stream by my audio guy. Maybe do, I can. Do, Play the yeah, clip. we can go back to that, but this is just one of well, it. Well, it's, it's, it's an important thing when. Sure, let me just finish all of them though. Yeah, go, go like, finish yeah, all, yeah, all the yeah. things. Go ahead. So, go do, do, you, do you have do you have a pocket pair? No. Uh, so, do you have a, a small pair? No. Uh, then she looks at the at the board uh, and uh, uh, she turns over her hand. She doesn't say like you see no reaction whatsoever that exactly what I thought I had is exactly the thing that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have you know like a. Do you have like a? Do you have a pair? You give me that much credit. Like everything about her demeanor, at all times, is consistent with the hand that she actually has. If somebody has a pocket pair there, or a pair in general, that doesn't have to be a pocket pair. You don't need to be embarrassed about anything. You thought the guy was bluffing. You have a pair. There's nothing to be embarrassed. You actually got the guy, right? I mean, you should be. But isn't that being- presumptuous and sort of projecting how somebody should feel in that situation? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But the point that I'm saying is that all of these things accumulate, right? I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not saying that each one of them is indicative, but you get that story there. Like we make decisions, like I can't, we make decisions uh, on, on a, like if we make conclusions on much less information and we have far more confidence on a daily basis at the poker table than in a, if this was in a court of law, like everybody would say that she was lying there. Like we have all the evidence suggesting. I'm not saying that there is not a story. No, I'm no. not saying that there's not a story that would actually a- explain it. But sure. sometimes if it walks like a duck, moves like a duck, sounds like a duck, we call it a duck and we, and we move on. That's yeah, essentially my point. So my, that, That's like, mine too, is I think that everything walks, talks like a duck 
and falls in the camp that she misread her hand based well, on only, the evidence. Only if you're trying to, to prove that her, that she's innocent, right? Like, I, I mean, like, I'm just uh, looking uh, at the, the thing objectively and looking at the data points, right? I, I don't know one way or the other for sure, but I would say that misreading hand to me is the most likely conclusion based on watching it, watching all of her previous streams, mapping everything out. There was a time where she called, uh, I believe she called an all in at some point on another stream and she was embarrassed to turn her hand over when she did have a small pair and she called. So that was fairly consistent with her not wanting to turn her hand over. One thing that I thought about after I made the episode. So the first thing is, um, you know, when Garrett asked if she had a pocket pair, she said, you give me that much credit, which could mean multiple things, right? It could mean that her hand that she thinks she has a three is worse than a pocket pair in between the three and the nine. Um, The first board runs out double paired when they run it twice. And this this I, I thought about after the fact. She said that like they, they were talking about who was going to win the board, win, the, win that board. Um, and she said something like, you know, uh, Garrett said that one's yours. And she's like, no, I think you won that one. Right. And then if you think about it in the context that she thought she had a pair, then the board double pairing would counterfeit her pair and she would have jack high. Mm-hmm. The only way that her hand gets demoted by the board double pairing is if you think you have a pair. Otherwise, mm-hmm. your hand is relatively the same strength, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, I, I watched every other stream that she played on. And just in that one stream, the case against cheating, I found three or four spots where she just folded the best hand on the flop. And there was like 20 or 30K in the pot or the turn or the river. Plenty of spots where she made bad calls, bad, bad value bets, just all over the place. I, like I found 15 examples in the past three videos um even in that stream she got it in with kings pre and lost mm-hmm. to like ace something i can't remember what it was but it was a pretty big pot there, there was a thing that garrett insinuated in his statement that for this stream she bought in for 10x more than the other streams she bought in for 30k in the two other streams she played on and that stream was 100k minimum buy-in and she bought in for 100k the minimum so like there were like these exaggerations that I I saw that were just inconsistent from like what I'm looking at. So like, to me, it boils down to like either they decided to cheat, cheat and pass. You're talking about about cheating, right? Just, just to clarify, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so like the whole, the the whole situation to me is like they'd selectively cheated in one hand that was exceptionally absurd, passed up many other opportunities to cheat on every stream that she played on Mm. that was much more legitimate situations, um, consistently made actions that, you know, indicated no cheating, Mm -hmm. value betting incorrectly, calling rivers incorrectly, um, not bluffing when she's losing, like just, just like there was nothing to suggest that anything was going on in any other stream except this one hand that's an outlier um you yeah. see that, that, that that's 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 where I, I agree with you actually and i and i think is this is a different discussion right and i think well, that's very important very important talking about cheating is completely different is uh, than talking about her misreading her hand i think the two conversations are uh fairly independent at least when, when sure. it comes to, to making conclusions because sure, I mean, the I, third I, 
I, I think it's very difficult, you know, to uh, to to make the conclusion that that she cheated. I have this theory of potentially like soft cheating. By for example, soft cheating would be she saw Garrett's cards, let's say this one hand, and she didn't know what to do with that information. She acted weird. There's all sorts of different theories that that, that could have happened, right? But but the point is, to me, that's completely a different conversation than. Uh, like face value, you're looking at somebody, you have years of experience at the poker table, they're acting in a specific way, they flip over the hand, they don't even flinch, you know, like nothing changes in their demeanor. And then, you know, they don't say anything I thought I had, I had a three. And then all of a sudden, their story completely changes. And it, she said, can, can you beat a three? Uh, but while she was, before she decided to call, she said, can you beat a three? Because she she was you know how how that what does that have to do with anything? I mean she like she would say she was trying to get a read. So I mean Garrett's already all in at that point, right? Like right because she's trying to see she's trying to see at that point if you know uh, he has more than a pair or if he's just like you know uh, an ace high or, or or something like he's trying to see if he's like on a pure draw or, or that. I mean to me that makes perfect sense why somebody would ask that. Like he's trying to put him on a specific he's trying to put him on a cutoff. In his range like because if you don't if you cannot beat a three that means you have like the best you have is not no pair which is consistent with what she said earlier i thought the best you have is an ace high so she's asking literally like that's the thing i thought you had ace high and she has a hand that doesn't beat ace high well, right that's, that, that's, again, a, that, that's again, another that's part too a, of a mis misreading hand yeah you understand well, what i'm saying I'm, though right it's a different conversation right? it just that's, all that... i'm saying these are all the data points that make me right. believe she misread her hand i thought he had ace high well so he says, so you called with Jack high, right? So like, I mean, if you, if you misread your hand right. and you think you have a pair, then you would call and then you would say exactly those words. I thought you had ace high. I thought you had a flush draw or something. She quote unquote explained that by the way, in joy, like when she went to joy, she basically I, I came down. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I didn't need. So like most of my opinions come from looking at it, thinking about it. And I know that that's what like that's what she said. She said on the the Husser stream as well. I think later on in that mm -hmm. stream afterwards that she misread her hand. Um, but just her behavior, everything to me just lines up with like she thought she had a pair and she didn't have a pair, and right. then the world exploded. And I, I I think you know that also could be over uh, underestimating you know like her her intelligence a little bit. And like to me that like that theory doesn't. Like, uh, you know, I have no idea what happened with respect to cheating, but to me, it's like so, something uh, how like, does it underestimate her intelligence because like it basically um, it shows a person who is so lost in that situation, you know, uh, they're so confused with what happened. They're so confused to the point that, you know, they didn't think they should mention that, hey, you know what? I thought I had a pair, get off my back or whatever until much later they have this like uh language this body language which incidentally i also asked uh, twitter what they thought if she uh, misread her hand or not we can talk about some of these uh, twitter questions later but um and all of a sudden you know she she flip-flops and then she says you know I, I had i had a three so so basically we're uh we're thinking that this is just the person who's not exactly 100 percent up there right i mean she's like a little bit you, you know, mean fuzzy. somebody who's who like, says things different than the truth of what happened at a poker table <laughs> this, this is like a, an anomaly people don't exactly always tell the truth about what they're thinking 
when they make their decisions at, at when they're sitting down at the poker table, like hundred percent truth is necessary to me. Like assuming that she called with Jack high, knowing she called with Jack high is even more insulting to intelligence. Like that's even more underestimating someone. But yeah, that, 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 that again, that is, uh, that is a possibility. And we know why, you know, if she's actually lying there, uh, that could actually mean that if she's in, indeed intelligent and she did call with Jack High, maybe that's evidence of cheating potentially. But that's something that we have we have we have to explore. But I do think there is a lot of a huge level of condescension, you know, like on, on the way she's thinking about. Like, let me give you an example of what I mean by condescension. So a lot of people are talking about the idea of the word salad. For me, when somebody is using the the concept of blockers, correct on the flop, but completely incorrect and irrelevant on the turn. To me, that feels more like a red herring and a, a distraction, not necessarily somebody who doesn't have understanding of the game, right? So when you, you're telling the story and you say, okay, why would you call there with Jack High? But let me tell you on the flop. Let me tell you the flop. Nobody's asking you about the flop. And what you're saying about the flop makes sense. You have the Jack of Clubs, you have a back to flush, you have a back to straight. That makes perfect sense on the flop. Nobody asks you about that. Why did you call the all in? But let me tell you about the flop. I have the Jack of Clubs. I have, you know. So my point is that this whole conversation feels more like a distraction to me than it feels like somebody who is so again somebody who understands what's going on with blockers on the floor but somehow they lose complete understanding of the game on the turn somehow so that's again i'm having a little bit of trouble well, i don't here. think the having a blocker on the flop is good anyway like you probably don't want to have the jack of clubs in this situation. Well, that's, you would that, rather, but, but you see you what would I'm saying. Garrett but, have but, it. So, so no, no, I, I use the blockers to me. It doesn't make sense on the flop or the turn. It, it is correctly used, though. What I'm saying, like I'm saying, I'm not saying it's the correct strategy, but it is correctly used. So she's basically right. saying yes. So she she she's basically saying that. Uh, uh, and actually, I said blocker, but I, I meant she was basically backdoors. You know. Her story is like so weird to follow that, you know, us talking about it, you know, we're, we're losing IQ points in uh, poker wise. But but, but what, what I was trying to say, though, like uh, her analysis, like the fact that, you know, she wanted to call the flop because of the backdoor possibilities um, makes sense. You know, so the call on the flop makes sense. It's something that, you know, we, we can we can stand stand behind. But then on the turn, you know, all all, all bets are off. And, and her explanation to Joy, which, you know, Joy apparently finds that, you know, convincing is that I thought by by the on the turn that worst case scenario, he has ace high. So I was like, you know, screw it. And then that was the, the famous I, 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 I played I played the man. Yeah. So I don't I don't. I'm not ultra interested in the verbalizations after the hand. Me neither. Indefinitely, be because I, I think that they're just a lot of noise. And mm -hmm. it's hard to discern anything right. because who knows? Like uh, what, what I prioritize the most is what happened right before the hand, mm -hmm. um, what she verbalized, and then the information of how she played on all the previous streams. And if it was in alignment with that hand, the only thing that's out of alignment in that hand would be her calling with Jack high. Mm -hmm. I think calling with a pair would have been aligned in completely in alignment with every single other hand that I watched on every single other stream. Right. Um, the thing that is bizarre is that it is Jack high. Now, again, maybe she just called with Jack high. I, I, I don't know. I, I give that a small, a smaller percent likelihood. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, my three buckets would be Miss Red Hand, che- uh, Miss Red Hand, Call It Jack High, and then cheating, probably in that order. But small yeah. small likelihood of the first two, big likelihood for the the final one for me. Do you, can we play this? Let's play this clip for the podcast listener. Sure. Yes. It's only three minutes long. And yeah, please. So please. may I, as it's well. It's not like they haven't seen it before. So yeah, yeah, may as well. We we cleaned it up some. So. Yes. Plus, I, I I made my my podcast guy go through all the trouble of making it. Please. She said that she thought Garrett had a draw the a few about twenty minutes ago, and Garrett had the full house of the queen four against Jack eight, and she took some time with it, and then she said, "I just want to call to see it. I think he might have me though. <clears throat> Three's no good." why you shouldn't be hand in hands like this she doesn't have a three so you want me to call you i don't know what she is thinking about here because she loses to some bluffs like like king queen queen jack types of things too she calls for once but it's up to you Yikes. <laughs> oh my god. Let's see what it is. So far, so good. Like what is going on it's here? For once, but it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> is it possible that her hand might be misread in the card graphics or something? Because I have a shitty hand. You do? Yikes. Okay. You have three? What? No. No, I just thought he's. I'm. I'm. This is a pure bluff. You heard that? What did you say? You had a three and said no. With Jack High? Yeah, but that's like. No, I just thought he's. I'm. Like who knows who who knows which question she's even answering at that point? I mean, at that point, what I'm saying is that you know she she's like very negative on this poker business. She's like very dismissive and that's why i'm saying like a lot of it is her face too like you know if, if somebody's listening just to the audio it doesn't convey the whole message you look at her she's like so convinced she doesn't have she doesn't have a pair she's like no no you give me that much like i'm really surprised that poker players are even talk about that like the the joke that i i like like you think you guys would survive if we buy that nonsense like at the poker table but to be fair to be fair it is it would explain a lot because again, that wouldn't be a good cheating. So it would explain a lot. So I could understand why people would think that she made her hand. But like viscerally, independent whether we think she cheated or not, believing that to me makes like close to to, to zero sense. Yeah, I mean that's Phil Ivy's opinion too. When he when he was asked and right. So I mean, so I'm, 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 this is a pure bluff catcher. Um, with Jack High, but but. Yeah. I don't, I don't have, I, I, I think he has to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the river. The river is a nine. It's not fucking That one's you for sure. They're going to run it twice. And so. She's going like, to. Small pair? Yeah, she's a three in the kitchen. Can you give me that much By the way, if, sorry, the nine, uh, if, uh, that's another thing, which it's subtle. When she sees the nine and she, uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. 
anyway anyway what, what was i was about to say like you know that uh uh that i i don't think i don't think so is like you know how 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 do you how do you not think so exactly you know you just uh, like if you call with that pair you get counterfeited so what exactly do you beat at that point if you really had that pair you know what i mean but again you beat the not flush draw you beat you beat king queen of clubs that no, after, you now after, lose after, to after you saw the nine right because he says that to you and he says i don't think so so what what do you think you beat exactly at this point right so you think like your, your pair got counterfeited right sure so what do you beat you don't beat anything you beat seven right. eight of clubs right so right so uh you know at, at that point you're not like you know eh, you know it's just uh I, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right you know i i like that i don't think so like it's it, if you 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 saw you saw you got you you, you got counterfeited uh, at that point you say you say something along the lines of you know no way now or something like that like no no not i that's, don't think that's so that's substantially different than i don't think so i mean that seems like we're kind of picking so hairs at semantics here Right, but I mean, like I'm saying, like th that's the impression that I'm getting. When we say I, I don't think so, what what is it exactly, exactly that you're saying that there might be a chance you're actually, you're you're actually ahead. You only think there might be a chance that uh, you. And anyway, just uh, uh, she's good with the first one. <laughs> Let's no. turn him over. You know, not that. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> if the cards are correct. <laughs> and the river breaks out again. Oh my god! Oh my god! I need. I want to see. Does she have Jack Four? She got four Jack. What? Look at you. All right, that's pretty much the the extent of it. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, very, very hard for me to to buy it like a uh, you know face value alone. Like if somebody discussed to me the situation, I think probability she misread her hand really high. But looking at this event in in pure isolation without like any conditional probabilities involved, very, very difficult for me to 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 buy it. And instinctively too, you know, somebody, you know, I'm I'm not buying what you're selling. You know, there, there there's there's no way. That I'm going to buy it. Um, she she could have misread it. To to be fair, like I said, I mean this is just uh, how how I'm feeling about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that you're you're convinced on the top level, <laughs> above yes. above yeah. the bottom layer level. Um, right, be because I do feel okay. So let me be practical about this. I do feel that even though, and I'm the one who like I don't like to take sides. Yeah. I don't like to be absolute about things. But there are certain things in life. Which I think, when again, there's enough practical evidence, it's okay to say it. It looks like that. Mm -hmm. So to say, for me to say that, you know, it uh, she could have misread her hand is like we're taking all of these contradicting uh, evidences, right? Uh, first of all, the fact that she doesn't have a, a three is, is the number one, and then we try to fit the narrative and say, what if maybe that's what happened, or what if maybe that's what happened? So we're taking a situation that looks as if. You know, by default, that she didn't misread her hand, and then we try to find a theory that fits her misreading the hand, and we can do that. But we have to walk around so many different corners to make that happen. 
And I well, typically don't like that, you know, when we have to say, you know, the fact that she looked at her cards before the flop, maybe she misread the board. The fact that she said, I don't have a pair, maybe she meant something else. The fact that she never said, but I thought she never I had said a pair. she didn't have a pair. She or said, she I, they said, she do said, you have a pair of threes? And she said, no. No. That's and, a, and do you have trace is a boat? No, but do you have a three? And she said, no. So we're saying she didn't respond to that question. She responded to something else. The fact that she didn't react, you know, maybe you know, she was flustered. The fact that she didn't say, but I thought I had a pair, sorry about that. Again, maybe because she's an amateur. So like all of these things that we have to create, all of that narrative that we have to, to talk about. And to, to me, that just, you know, that feels like uh, we, we're, we're stretching. And if it was any other situation, we wouldn't think twice about it. Right? That's that's the, the only thing that uh, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about. But Obviously, I mean, we can. Well, I mean, in listening, listening to the audio, right? Like, if you go back and listen to this episode, when you're trying to explain, like, why, um, you know, explain her reaction to when she had Jack High and the board double paired, there was not, no, nothing compelling there. It just it, it appeared to me as if it um, went against your gut reaction, right? Which mm -hmm. felt the need to then explain that no, she wouldn't say, I don't think so. She'd be more definitive. I never have the best hand here, right? right. When right. that's like clearly, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect somebody to say that. I think that language would be very strong, especially in the moment. You'd say, no, I, I don't think this is my board. I don't think so, right? So like to me, I think that there's a case of, and it could be in both camps, right? Where gut reaction is one thing. And then we just kind of ignore other things. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. The, 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 this is, uh, I, I'm just saying that we just have to fit way, way too, too, too many things. I mean, the, the, the natural so then, thing. So then the Jack high, right? So then make, make the argument for Jack high or for cheating, because there's a lot of things you got to make fit for all of, for both of those scenarios as well. Like there's right. a lot of these right. questionable half abstract things that you got to put together to come to some kind of conclusion about what happened. It's not as if like, like to me, the, the most reasonable thing is misreading hand because exactly. then you thought you had a pair and you called and then you realized that you didn't have a pair and you accidentally won the pot because Garrett I, I, had- I love this probe. Combo. I love this probe. Yes. No, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, as a community, we make a little bit of a mistake, right? Because Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. What do I mean by that is this, just because we may not have like the proper theory uh, to justify what happened, it doesn't mean that there is not an explanation, right? So, sure. uh, and, and, and I think I think that's very important. And that's why, uh, like part of the reason why, for example, um, I think the situation is crazy is because it wouldn't make sense if you cheated and it wouldn't make sense if you didn't cheat in some sense, right? Because well, you nothing, nothing, you go ahead. You mentioned Occam's razor in the beginning and, and right. the mis misuse of it. So right. dive in, dive into that. Sure. Yeah. So I think there, there's been actually a couple of things that have been misused and, and that could be something that potentially we can contribute to. So uh, there is uh, Occam's razor in its philosophical um, representation, which basically essentially says the theory that makes the least assumptions is usually the one that is the best. Uh, however, this is not the the, the correct um, definition because um, it's not that all assumptions are created equal, right? So, for example, I can say I'm going to die tomorrow based on the assumption that the sun is not going to come out and I'm going to freeze to death, right? I just made one assumption that I'm going to die tomorrow based on that assumption. But that assumption is so blatantly wrong 
that it carried so much weight. And then I can say, you know what, um, um, I can leave tomorrow because I will survive choking on my breakfast. I will <laughs> survive, you know, like a car accident going to work. I will survive like a gym accident and so on and so forth. So I'm making a bunch of assumptions. So somebody can say, according to Occam's Razor, you know, the theory that makes the list assumption is, is the correct one. Sure. So there is a lot of issues going on with, uh, with, 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 with that. So it's not necessarily the number of assumptions, but what matters is the weight uh, of, of those assumptions. So, for instance, an assumption that she had, you know, a, um, uh, a device in her pocket, like in uh, the, the yoga pants, yeah. will carry far more weight than an assumption, you know, she doesn't know how to speak strategy, for instance. So like we got to weigh these assumptions uh, very, very carefully. Mm -hmm. uh, and however, it does matter, though, that if we have a theory, like, for example, going back to uh, uh, the theory of um, of uh, misrepresenting, uh, misreading her hand, if we do have a theory that basically in order to use it, we have to make multiple assumptions, we have to worry about that, too. There's one, one assumption. She thought she had a pair. No, because I mean, there, there, there are extra assumptions too. And not, not to go back well, to that. No, no. But what are the extra assumptions though? The, the, ex, the extra assumptions is, again, that she's not saying no to somebody who asks her to have a three. She's responding to something else. She's not reacting, even though she she realizes at that point that she misread her hand. She's not saying to people, which is like the typical thing that somebody who misread their hand would do in everyday life. We have, I've seen people misreading hands all the time. The first thing they would do is like, holy shit, I misread my hand. You know, and they like, we didn't see any of that. So we're saying she didn't do it because. And if somebody misreads their hand, but doesn't say anything, how, how would you know? No, no. The, my, my point is. That <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just I, I'm, po I'm poking, just, poking questions. No, no. Okay. I'll answer that. You yeah. will not know. You will not know, but that's you not the point know. that I'm making. But, but that's, that's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is that uh, you have to actually introduce an extra assumption to, to explain that. And that reduces the probability, right? right. Because so, you say, well, you say you, you, you're prioritizing that you think she hurt, that that she's responding to the person that said in the background, do you have a three? When she, it, when the first question that was asked was, do you have threes, right? Before right. she can even answer that question, somebody else is rapid fire answering or asking another question at some other part of the table. So like the assumption is that she hears all the information and then she responds to both pieces at the same time and saying, no, I, I don't have threes or a three, right? I, I, that that I, I was never said. She never even said she had Jack High. She never said she had a pair. Sure. I don't have a horse in that, in that race in some sense, right? Because I, I don't care if that's what I'm saying is that this is an extra item to the queue. So we have to explain that as well as we do have to explain. You give me that much credit. So basically her entire demeanor, her entire demeanor, like instinctively, we watch this. The entire demeanor is, and at least that's the impression that I'm getting, is that she's read her hand just fine. And but that could mean two things. You give me that much credit. Pocket sixes is a better hand than you, bottom you, pair. You're proving my point right now, right? Because again, you're explaining it in a specific. You're explaining in a specific different way, and I'm not saying you can't. What I'm saying is that because it can mean two things, each of those things has a certain probability. So in sure. order for all of the, here's the thing. In my case, like if if she's if she she didn't misread her hand, it's okay for just one of these things to not hold. In your case, you need all of them to hold. So you have to multiply all of these probabilities. Well, let's talk about the probability that she just called all in with Jack High. 
Explain that. No, no, no. We're talking about a different thing. And and, and I want to yeah, make no, no, that no. clarification. But th th it's important because like talking about Jack High is a completely different. So what you're trying to do now, you're trying to find, and I think that's part of the an important issue. You're trying to find a theory that would explain it, which what gives credence to, to that theory of Mr. Nihihan. Because that's what I'm saying. If there was no cheating in, or no cheating allegations, I should say, involved, because we don't know if cheating was involved, then we wouldn't think she misread her hand. But now, because of the Jack High call happened, we really need a theory. And what I'm saying is, what if we don't try to search for a theory, right? We just, you know, because evidence of absence is not uh, absence of, um, uh, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So we don't necessarily, like, we can let astray by specifically trying to fit, you know, uh, that, uh, that narrative. That, that's my that's my concern okay yeah i got no response now i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> no 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 Let's, what, what, what do you want to say no i mean i i i don't i don't have any there's, there's really nothing to say i i don't think i mean no matter you you have to make assumptions no matter what absolutely the theory is and if we're not discussing a theory then what are we even having a conversation about i guess you know what is what is no. the poker world having a conversation about if there's no theory as to what happened right this is inherent in the mystery and yeah. this is the the hook of the whole situation is what happened it's a, a whodunit type of situation and and i should i should clarify you know like i, I you know perhaps again in in in, in me trying to illustrate a point uh, you know i i exaggerated uh, no, it's okay to make the theories. It's, it, there's not a problem to make the theory. My concern is that in our need to uh, create a theory desperately, we may be overestimating the probability of her misreading her hand. That's that. That was the point. That of I was course, to make. of course, yeah. it could, it could totally like, be biased. I mean, in yeah. the same way that Garrett assumes that she's cheating, and he's totally biased. He could he could be totally biased in this situation, or he is totally biased because he it happened to him, and so like it had a tangible effect on his bank account balance, right? So like he he is affected by it specifically. And, you know, that's why they don't allow, you know, I don't even know if it's true. I just know in the movies, they don't allow detectives to investigate cases that involve people that are close to them because of potential biases and that sort of thing, right? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like, anyway, just no matter what conclusion that I think anybody comes to is you, you have to make some assumptions. At, Absolutely. Yeah, in, no, I agree. in this situation, no matter what. And like, that's where things kind of get murky because, yeah. And, and that's okay too, by the way, right? I mean, it's okay. It's okay to make assumptions. It's not, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's the, you know, the other person again, responsibility to, to defend themselves, to tell us to, to, to back off, especially if you feel like you've been wronged, lo nobody else is going to protect you except for, for yourself. Yeah. Um, if, it, to be honest, like, all this could have been prevented. We, we mentioned the mistake that Robbie made. Mm -hmm. All of this could, could have been prevented had, if she would have been forthright mm -hmm. in the moment as to like what was going on. Right. When we have a bunch of different conflicting information, right. like con conflicting comments and conflicting answers, that just throws everything into kind of chaos. And it's really hard to, to put any pieces together at that point Absolutely. because you, because after all that, you think to yourself, well, I can't trust what she says.
exactly. And then when you start thinking, I can't trust what she says, then you think, oh, this is a deceptive human. So that's going to lead you to one, one way or the other. Yeah, which, which to be fair, I mean, you know, like poker players, I mean, tend to be more deceptive than, 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 than normal. And, you know, we're expecting a certain amount of, you know, uh, deceptiveness, if you will. So, I expect everybody at the poker table to lie. I expect right. that whenever I play a hand against someone and then they tell me their rationale for doing what they do and they say a bunch of things that make zero sense, that they're just bullshitting me because it's at a poker table. That's that's mm -hmm. that's my right. assumption, right? And this happens so frequently at the poker table that it's laughable. Like, right. like exactly. oh, we all tell the truth. We all say exactly <laughs> what we were thinking. And every nobody ever tells the truth. Nobody ever says exactly what they're thinking or why they did what they do specifically at the poker table. Somehow we just expect that all, all of these rules of everything that we know about this game to just change in an instant. But okay, that, that's, that's cool, but probably unrealistic. Absolutely. And uh, uh, one thing that uh, could potentially, like, I think, help the conversation in some sense, um, I think that uh, whatever happened, it is something that is actually very unlikely. Like, you know, so one one of the theories is, and, 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 and you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, like why, like, I mean, we have to make assumptions and I, and I totally agree. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, turning people's assumptions down. I'm just trying to, like, I'm having this sense that because the situation is so crazy and what happened is most likely very unlikely that we sort of like um start questioning ourselves if we are crazy like we start questioning the abilities that made us so successful at the first uh, at the poker table in the first place i mean th that that's why i'm saying I'm, I'm surprised that people are sticking with that theory of misreading the hand i'm not saying that it doesn't it's not a good theory it's just you know very very difficult to like we're sitting on, on a normal day and not have like 99 out of 100 players if not 999 out of a thousand players to say that there's no way she didn't uh, misread her hand, but uh, the point that I'm that, that I'm trying I'm trying to make though is that if the thing that happened is incredibly unlikely, like let's say for example she she accidentally saw Demon's cards, or um, for for whatever. By the reason, way, is that like if she accidentally saw his cards? I mean, that's G-Man's mistake. Sure, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Again, like, we're not we're not here to, to crucify anybody, right? We're just trying to, to make sense of the situation, right? Right, right, right. But, but that that would be, yeah. Just you got to protect your own hand. Absolutely, um, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, you you know, like I go both ways, right? I mean, you know, you know me. Like I'm I'm all about let the freedom yeah, yeah, of speech. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, so great. Um, if it's something incredibly unlikely, no matter what theory we can we come up with it's not going to be very satisfactory because again, it's very unlikely. So probabilities can actually not help us in that situation, which, which sort of like brings the, the, the other issue, which is, which is a technical one. When there's so much variance on esti estimations or predictions that happen a lot with like really close elections, for example, we saw that with close elections, there was um, uh, when Nate Silver was posting like in, in 2016 elections, he was posting updates that had huge variance. So you see like the line was moving like 10 percentage points or whatever uh, every week. Uh, he was criticized correctly from statisticians that when your line moves that wildly, 
it means that it is actually incorrect. It means that it's incredibly inefficient. A line that moves that wildly, technically speaking, statistically speaking, is highly inefficient, which means it's closer to 50%. So mm -hmm. what we're seeing here, and I mean, I, I use that term technically, when something fluctuates that wildly, when you have that amount of variance, then most likely the uncertainty is so big that we cannot go one way or another. That means we're probably closer to 50-50 than anything else. And this is not a cop out. It means that there's so much uncertainty. So basically what I'm trying to say is that there's so many weird things going on that not a simple explanation seems to be, uh, you know, fitting to, uh, you know, the, that, that, that situation. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure that I understand, but that's okay. I think that yeah it's just uh one thing for sure is that it was a very unlikely hand and a very rare type of situation that we probably haven't seen uh before besides the other investigation um when somebody was doing something wacky or anytime that somebody's had like a super user type of situation i think you see these wacky things uh just going back to like the ultimate bet scandal back in 2008 or whenever that was. Um, so yeah, like it's a very rare thing that went down um, from a pure poker perspective and watching all the streams and all the hands where she VPipped, all the hands where she played, I would say that like, if you're calling with Jack high, mm -hmm. then consistently you would imagine that there's a lot of Jack high calls. There's a lot of weird things that happen, right? If that's part of your strategy, um, and as I mentioned before, there was nothing weird. There was no, nothing strange in any, any other hand that she played over the course of like the 20 hours or however long she was on the stream. Um, which makes me think that it's not a poker thing that that's, that to me is like the biggest indicator that, I mean, maybe she called with Jack high. But it would be totally inconsistent with everything else that she did on every single other stream right. and every single other hand that she played, um, which is a weird inconsistency. And so, it's a very good point, by the way, and it's the reason why uh, why Garrett was so flustered because it was very inconsistent with everything else he's done. So he, he thought that this is completely uncharacteristic, and it could be, you know, it could be as, as simple as that, you know, like uh, against all odds, you know. Uh, everything lined up perfectly. She did misread her hand, right? And that happened, or she saw Garrett's hand, or she had like a weird device that for whatever reason she decided to use, like something, a theory that it's not going to be satisfactory one way or another. Like, I mean, something incredibly unlikely. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think that any of these theories are, you know, unless, you know, the theory of like having a device and then they actually find a device. But even then, you know, like the whole, uh, the whole cheating is not the most sophisticated cheating. That, uh, that if, even if, if if cheating happened, right? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, what, what they, kind they, of cheat? They they were cheaters who passed up a bunch of really good spots to take the worst spot of all time. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that's that that's that's kind of weird, and it's uh, so it's it's very uh, you know it, it's it's very and 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 also again if if we talk want to talk about things which we think they're they're, they're factual or, or nearly factual is that. Uh, Robbie did not refuse to defend herself, you know, so she went to to join multiple. Usually people tend to not do that. Right. So people tend to if they if if they if they've done something shady. Right. Most people tend to not speak for themselves. Am I wrong about this, Brad? Like, I don't what, know. Apostle yeah. went on Mattisau, but that wasn't much of a interaction. 
Like he, there was no like pressing or asking of difficult questions there, but I, I don't, I don't know the answer. You know, I, I just, I, so, some things. So I, I Googled misread hands, misread boards. I found numerous examples of that in general, though, you are right. When somebody misreads their hand, they, they have a reaction when they turn it face up of, Oh my God, I thought I had something else, right? That's tends to be the first thing out of their mouths. Um, the only example I found of somebody looking at their whole cards, and by the way, just there weren't many videos of this out there on the internet either. Um, looking at their cards right before they called and misreading their hand. Uh, the only one was Ivy in like a stud eight or better when I mentioned it before where he like looked at his hands and folded. Um, and then there's a video of Eric person misreading the board just mm-hmm. probably a week before, two weeks before right. in, a, in, in a hand. Um, mm-hmm. And there are numerous examples of people misreading the board and misreading the board to me feels like like an analog to misreading your hand because the board is face up in front of everyone. You are, can literally stare at the cards that are face up and misread the board. Um, so yeah, just, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's some anomalies that went down that are inconsistent with people typically misreading their hand. It's just a very bizarre type situation with no real surprise that it set the poker world on fire. Um, but ultimately what we are are card players, like the people that listen to this show, what I am, I am a card player. I look at data points and I prioritize them and make a decision and move on. Sometimes my decisions are right. Sometimes my decisions are wrong. Sometimes they are terrible and sometimes they are great. And I would just say that Garrett looked at the data points, prioritized them, made a decision and played his hand. In the same way that other people observing the situation, having a theory or having a a general belief, they prioritize different data points. They come to a conclusion and they move on because like, there's, we're never going to know the answer to this question. Like I just, unless, you know, she says that she cheated. Well, and that, even that, then we're not going to be able to know, right? Because maybe she's, she, she, do, she does that for grabbing attention. Again, I mean, we can always. Well, maybe she shows how, right? Like shows there's an inside person. Maybe the investigation uncovers somebody. Like, I don't know. Like, unless yeah. there's more information that is revealed that we currently don't have access to, we're never going to know the real answer here. So all you can do is play the hand, have an opinion, assign it different percentages and move on at like for as on a personal basis. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. And it, it, it kind of also goes to show you that, you know, it is such a bizarre situation that, um, like we're starting to, to question everything. I mean, people are looking at uh, those pictures with like a, a device in her pants and they say, you know, oh, it's just, uh, it could be just the, uh, reflection or something like that. I don't think we would do that in any normal circumstance, right? I mean, here we're in a situation where we're presented with a duck and we say, well, maybe it's an elephant, you know? So because the situation is so weird, you know, and nothing seems to fit, so we start making, and and this is actually, uh, this is actually um, showing showing us something. It shows us uh, the the idea, which is uh, the other thing that we haven't talked about, the the Bayesian idea, a lot of uh, misconceptions on the Bayesian idea too. When you're dealing with like scenarios which are um, Sherlock Holmes-like, you know, when when you can eliminate the impossible, then what's left, however improbable, must be right. 
So what we're left with here, like we're in a situation where we're eliminating all of the things that, you know, we cannot, you know, like she called Wujak high. Like that's part of what happened. We cannot say that she had, you know, three of a kind there. So we eliminate the fact that she had a, a strong hand. She called Wujak high. She knew she had a weak hand. So when we eliminate all of these possibilities, all the other stuff, all we're left with are situations that they're so unlikely that now we have to battle between, is it unlikely A, is it unlikely B, or is it unlikely C? And as a matter of fact, is it ultra unlikely A versus ultra unlikely B or ultra unlikely C? So we talk like madmen and conspiracy theorists. I think she's, personally, I I think she's an alien that has advanced (laughs) alien technology that allowed her to to have absolute information. But she's also not super understanding of poker as an alien so didn't know how to you know how bad do you think she is like you know how 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 like how like i had some theories people telling me she wouldn't beat like five five live uh, i don't care i mean i think that most people don't beat five five live i would say like she's an amateur she's she's an amateur who's a lower level poker player right and there's no like shame in that but that to me is that to me is my read on the situation. And again, I watched multiple streams and I looked at it through the lens of what I understand and know about recreational poker players from data. Mm-hmm. And all of her actions are consistent with what the data says. The a, a recreational player's typical raise sizing is min or mm-hmm. 2.5x. That's the highest frequency size that's chosen. Right. I've seen I've seen people say every like I think Doug said she raised minimal. That's absurd. You would never raise minimum on the term. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, this. No, this I, is, I don't think I don't think he said that. But yeah, I I I, I know I know what you what right. Like, like it, it yeah, went yeah, in like, like the yeah. analysis of right, like right, the, right. the poker analysis of the situation and like everything that I have seen is indicative that yeah, she's just doing what recreationals do, right. and that like almost predictable before she takes her actions. Sure, sure. I, I would agree with that. And, and mo- mo- most of the stuff, except for that specific hand, unfortunately, which makes it, because again, I mean, like, I, I've seen everything. I'm, I'm dealing with like uh, all sorts of amateurs, all sorts of levels, like from people who just literally just learned the game all the way to playing for years and they want to improve. And I'd say that I've, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, e- either from my, my students or, you know, me personally, I played like close to 2 million hands online. You know, so it's not, I've never seen anything like that. And uh, like the call with Jack High? Yeah. 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 That, that, so, that, that is, that is the thing that is so weird. Right. Uh, raising the turn with Ace King, seen yeah, it a million times. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not like this is not a thing that happens. I mean, yeah. so, calling the flop too with the backdoors, you know, and, uh, you know, that's, on a paired that's, board, calling a quarter pot, this is yeah. totally expected. Yes. This, this is the highest frequency event that, that, right. that she calls the flop. With right. with that hand doesn't even matter backdoor. She just like has two cards. Right. Just call the in flop position. with two cards right. in position on a paired board because you think ah oh, this person doesn't have it. I, I do have a question, which uh, you know it's it's uh, it's very relevant to you and I specifically. Sure. What would you do if you're for us, Jaka, in this situation? Someone that I have huge respect for, like uh, he has influenced uh, my thinking about the game. He is one of those level-headed people and i want to preface this because it's it's important from what i want to say next but um like someone who um, always advocates for poker players to keep a cool head uh, yeah. when they win a tournament instead of like going and blowing off all sure. their money like very very frugality and uh, business sense really really smart guy 
I think he should do nothing. He's not God. Oh, yeah, no. What I do mean, you th- how would you handle the situation? How would if, I if, handle it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What would you do if you were? I would say that him? I'm not God. I mean, what, like, it's yeah. uh, how is it my responsibility what somebody does on their own? Like, I, you know, I wish it were so easy the way that people talk about teaching people and communication right. in poker that I just tell somebody, you shouldn't make the game worse by telling people things. I've t- I tell people all the time. And guess what? They don't fucking listen. They They don't don't internalize it. They don't think about it. They don't execute it. They don't use it. Like this happens more, way more often than not. The people that like listen are the outliers um, as it relates to this. So like, I mean, he, he coached someone that reached out to him. And by the way, kudos for her for reaching out to a coach for trying to educate herself and get better at poker and seeking out Faraz Jaka. And then he coached her and that's it. I mean, what, what, I would just say, like, I, I don't know. We didn't cover the Jack High calls last Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next week. But, I mean, uh, how am I responsible for how a student of mine plays? That's that, like, uh, that, that I, I just think it's, I don't think that I would do anything. I would just say, yeah, that's, she bought sessions and she played poker. And beyond exactly. that, like, what, what am I supposed to do? Very, very, very similar right here. I mean, I always say that, you know, every time, like, you know, one of my students does really, really well, I always, you know, you know, and they say I wouldn't do it w- without you. I say, no, you would have, you know, I just I was I'm happy to be there to help because you get uh, the the instructor only gets partial credit and partial responsibility. The student gets always the full credit and the full responsibility. Right. That's that's very important, I think, because, you know, uh, it's 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 their job to decide how much of that information that uh, they see flowing from the other side they let in and how much of that information they don't let in so it, they have to make a lot of decisions themselves and i think that's that's important and i think for the most part you know the the only thing that i i personally didn't like is him you know trying to to rationalize the the the, the situation again i think we're falling into that trap and 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 that's why you know if if anything i'm like i'm animated about this it's okay to actually say, uh, listen, I mean, you know, we don't buy that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you didn't misread the hand. Uh, something else happened, and that's okay. That doesn't mean you cheated. But, I mean, just because we cannot conveniently find the theory that explains everything, we don't have to jump to conclusions. And he said a lot of things, like, you know, some of but the But isn't things- saying that you don't buy misread hand jumping to a conclusion? A conclusion about her misreading her hand, not a conclusion right. about her cheating. Yes. No, no, here, here, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with jumping in a conclusion. I mean, we can jump to a conclusion if we think she cheated or not, if we have enough evidence. Sure. But the, but the, the, the point that I'm trying to make, the d- distinction that I make between the two, it's clear in the situation of the cheating that we have a lot of uncertainty involved. That same uncertainty is not present in her reading or misreading the hand. So I think, I feel like, we are getting confused like with the things that we actually can say something about and the things we cannot say something about. And the point, again, this is a point that I've made a million times. If we actually always were looking for certain answers, we would never be able to give an answer to anything. But there are certain things that, you know, we can just say, so, you know. You, you want to hear my sense of this? Absolutely. And, and this could be off base. My sense of this is like, Nothing you're, is you're, you're, saying, an, you're anti- <laughs> people jumping to conclusions, but then you jump to conclusions or anti-theories, but then you have your own theory, right? And that's the disconnect from my side. It's like, oh, so like 
people can't have theories or jump to conclusions, but then you jump to a conclusion or you have a theory in, in almost the same sentence. Right. Which to me is like, uh, okay. You know, I, I don't really know how to penetrate or even, you know, continue the conversation when that's, that's the sort of, uh, paradigm that, that I see you in. Absolutely. And, and you see, that's exactly, that's exactly the point that that I was trying to make. You see, you are exactly getting into that idea again of why we need we need meta humility. My point is not that we should not uh, we should not make conclusions. Like I'm operating on a different level. There is a there's many conclusions and there is an ultimate conclusion. In order to make an ultimate conclusion on a thing that we don't know anything about, right? Uh, so the, the the very big the big the big final conclusion we need to first resolve the many conclusions that will lead us to this 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 final conclusion right so we, we do agree that there's different types of conclusions big ones and smaller sure. ones yeah right? okay very good so so there is that, that's number one so we're operating on, on on different levels clearly since the object of question is a thing that we disagree on we cannot make that conclusion because this is something that we don't currently have enough evidence so this is something for the listener to to come to their own conclusion so to speak right but for the big conclusion but there is other things, right? Like for instance, we agree that E equals M square, MC squared, right? I mean, there's some things that in the past we have agreed on. So there is nothing wrong with us. And that's actually exactly my point. Like if we always put everything that we're talking about into the same category, we're universal about everything we say, then we will not be able to act. So instead what I'm saying, we're doing a reduction to the things that were more comfortable, things that we've been doing, things that have served us well for a long time, we stick to those, right? And then the rest, people people decide. Still, it's not enough. Like even if we if we if we agree that she did misread her hand, that doesn't explain why she called with with Jack High, right? So there's still a lot of jumps that that need to be made. But I'm a big advocate of sticking to the things that we know that we trust and not put everything into the same bucket. And th- 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 does that we, make sense? Or? Know, yeah, but what we know and trust is subjective, right? Absolutely. And from Absolutely. from pers- person to person, so that's that's Absolutely. where things can become unraveled because Absolutely. like because like yeah, you you know and trust what you saw in the hand that makes right. you convinced that she didn't misread her hand, right? And somebody else with Con- convinced with meta humility still present, right? Sure, so convinced, like, convinced, but right. so basically allo- allocating it a much lower percentage in the bucket of possibilities, right? But not zero. Convinced, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, and then someone else, it, me in this mm. situation, and also Phil Ivy, by the way, I'm going to borrow his gravitas and. <laughs> no, 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 that, that, that's fine. I, th- I think Phil Ivy was not paying attention actually, and that's okay. Like you know, that's uh, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, so from everything that I saw, everything that I heard, to me, it felt like misreading hand is the most likely scenario, right? And so again, that just shows that there's subjectivity in what we think we know and what we think our experience is telling us, because even that can be misleading. We can be very wrong, um, even starting from there. Yeah. And, and, and this is not something I disagree with, right? I mean, that's, you know, there is no. It's just that I, what, what I'm the the subtle point that I'm trying to make is uh, we we need to draw a line between uh, keeping an open mind and start questioning everything. Sure. It's, it's it's correct. Like uh, there are certain things. Everything needs to be questioned, 
but not everything needs to be questioned at the same level is, is, is what I'm saying, right? So I'm the, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm, I'm not certain about anything, including that. But there are certain things that, you know, like when we see it, it's very similar to the uh, naked emperor. The king is naked. You know, somebody has to point to the fact, but he is naked. You know, we got to, you know, at some point, at least consider the fact that he's naked. And if we're not, here's another thing, too. If <laughs> I don't we're know not, this parable or metaphor of the naked emperor, by the way. Oh, the, the story is very, very simple. Basically, you know, there was a... Uh, a guy who was trying to con a, a king somewhere, and then uh, they they sold him invisible clothes for a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's a story, right? So sure, yeah. the king was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna wear this, and you look amazing." And then everybody was afraid of the king and said, "Yeah, king, you look amazing." And there was a kid, "Hey, the king is naked," you know. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the point is, you know, again, maybe maybe these were invisible clothes, and maybe he did look amazing, but you know, at the very least, and this is the caution that I'm raising, and hopefully th this point is clear. It's not about, you know, being certain or anything like that. We don't know what happened. We don't technically know if she mis misread her hand. But at least when we actually start to mistrust the instincts in the things which sort of like, in some sense, practically obvious, nothing is perfectly obvious, but the things which are practically obvious in front of us, at the very least, we need to acknowledge the fact that we're ignoring those things. Right? Sure. And we say, listen, we are right now taking a huge turn to create a theory. Which but isn't would... this poker, right? Like, isn't isn't this like just in, encapsulate the whole poker experience? Like... Not if you not if you start folding aces preflop. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, yes. Like, but but the thing is that we're getting to the point where we need to make cases for like starting to fold aces preflop. So well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Like I, like I said, I think, I think it's going into like weekly world news, wacky type of behavior at this point. Um, that, that's what it just, things are getting very weird. Huh? Oh, the, the, yeah, oh, the, the whole situation you mean? The whole situation is getting, yeah, 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 getting no, wacky. Right. right. People like they're again, it's like, uh, it just feels very conspiracy theory esque, grasping right. at straws, a lot of random people saying a bunch of random things and it's just right. gotten wacky and out of hand at this point. Right. That's, I, I agree. That's, you know, and so to me, like at some point you, you just make the decision based on what you know and the data points that you have and your experience in said scenario. And I mean, I, I think that I'll be happy to just let this one go too. Like I agree. once it's, I, I, and I agree with you 100%. Like, why not let, let it go? Like, I mean, say just I don't know. You know, like we are in a situation where why do we have to sort of like lie to ourselves and say, no, 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 your eyes didn't see what it, they, they saw. You know, your instincts, you, the things that you've been trusting and they've been, you know, I think working most people for, do say that they don't know at this point. Most people that, do. That, that, that's, no, and I mean, I was saying like, yeah, but it's just, you know, why do we have to create a, a theory that can also be immediate, like, practically falsified right that, that that's the thing that concerns me you know like when, it's a when human we... condition it's oh, yeah. biology genetics <laughs> this is like have you met human beings right like of you know the global cabal of cannibalizing i don't know who some some people like you know by the illuminati i mean but, but just because we're not perfect it doesn't mean we cannot strive to be and i'm the first one to say that i'm imperfect right but, but, but you understand my point though. i, I understand like, your point my, my concern like yeah, I, under, I understand your concern, but I would say the thing to me, as somebody who has dealt with a fair amount of conspiracy theorists in their lives, um, it's just, there's no, <laughs> there's no reaching it 
that like when, when somebody's convinced of a thing, once they go off that path and they use that as their subjective map of reality, uh, it's really hard coming back from it. It's really, really difficult. They get lost and then they, it's just, a. Yeah, it's a very difficult type of situation as I think anybody whose family, friends, relatives have gone down that rabbit hole, um, or maybe they themselves went down a, a specific rabbit hole and found their way back, right? It, it just, to me, it's, yeah, we can strive to be better um, as humans. And I think that we should, but it, I, I think that some, for a, a decent percentage of people that it just, that's the path that they're going to go down and that there's no escaping that, that just is, is part of our DNA. No, absolutely. But I mean, at the, at the same time we can, and there's also a lot of intelligent listeners and we can remind ourselves, we can remind each other, you know, maybe you don't have to go through that path. Maybe you can say there's not a good theory yet. That's just, just wait to get, you know, more evidence instead of like, maybe it's fun, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe reading about the, you know, the, the wolf child who, was birthed by two angry pigeons. Maybe that's a fun story to read in Weekly World News and it, it entertains you and gives you some happiness in your life or joy or whatever whatever it is, right? The, the fish boy from Kalamazoo. I mean, I, I don't know. Like maybe that just makes you happy and you, you pick up Weekly World News. Like, I don't know. Maybe if that's your thing, then go for it. I mean, but yeah, I think like having, yeah, I, I think it's just a thing that like, you can let go. You, you, we have the information. We have as much information as we can possibly have at this stage of the game, I think. Right. And then we can just say, okay, we played the hand. We did the best we could. We have our opinion. We have the information. You know, this is why like Knives Out wasn't a seven day movie. It was an hour and a half. And it has a conclusion. We, <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't have it. to talk about it for years. Absolutely. And, and this is also why this, uh, uh, Situation might be a little bit interesting, right? Because again, we cannot we cannot find what's going on. Um, should we go real quickly uh, through the? I know we. This is a very long one, but uh, this is a long we, episode. Yeah, it's a long episode, but we should we, probably we wrap may as it well up hit and, the hit the setup. You know, we can't leave those <laughs> threads that you mentioned in the beginning uncovered. Absolutely, I did ask some questions. Do you want to? Sure. Okay, hit them. So. Uh, so First question: Do you think Robbie misread her hand? Uh, <laughs> Good question. Good question, Duncan. So yeah, we're gonna go quickly. This yes, eighteen percent. No, eighty-two percent. Should players have the right to make serious cheating accusations on evidence but no proof? Uh, one possibility was yes, it's a free country. No, uh, innocent presumption. What do you think? Um, I think that. I think that. We have, I, I, I think that you can make, you, you can say that you think someone is cheating. Mm-hmm. I, That's I, my I, opinion. I, I agree with that too. I mean, it's not, again, it's, it's about free speech again. You're not, yeah, you know, they, they, can, they can sue you. You have like full response. That's, that's the beautiful thing about the free speech. Anytime you say something, you take full responsibility of what you say. So sure. it can backfire. So I agree with that. Uh, by the way. In the yes, same way that I think somebody can say in a live poker setting, they can stand up from the table and say, you played your hand terribly and you're an mm-hmm. idiot Absolutely. and your parents made a mistake in giving birth <laughs> to you. Uh, um, I think that they, they, they are allowed to say that. No, there are consequences to saying such thing. Um, so have to only use it when appropriate. 
Well, inappropriate, exactly. And at what point it becomes, like you said, like sexual harassment, for example, you know, at what point it becomes, it becomes an assault? That's a, that's a difficult question. Uh, so yes, about 73%, no. Uh, so freedom of speech over innocence presumption, 73, 27%. Mm-hmm. Is non-insider cheating possible during live streams? Uh, so the answers were always possible or highly unlikely. I mean, you cannot say no, but like, is it like sort of like, yes, realistically possible or highly unlikely? I think it's less likely on a live stream than it is under a normal setting, but mm-hmm. not zero. Not zero, exactly. Yeah, and I think I think that's an important point. I mean, yeah, this was a difficult question for me to phrase. I'm always trying to give like the answers because there's so much nuance and like making a 50-50 question is very difficult. But one takeaway is that there are so many things that we're not even considering. We don't even know what we don't know. Like we don't even know what it is possible. So there, it is possible that there is a theory that we nobody has considered yet, including cheating and non-cheating theories. So to, to but, go to the live stream, I, I think you know. So this may not be a good comparison, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't even know where I read this, but I know that over time there, and there's multiple theories on the, on why this is the case, by the way, but uh, like serial killers, the amount of serial killers in the United States has gone down substantially over the last few decades. And Mm -hmm. the main theory as to why is because of the visibility, the cameras, closed circuit TV, it's a lot harder to get away with killing someone in DNA evidence than it used to be. And so basically piggybacking from that, that when everything is caught on stream, when people are looking at your pants to see if there's an object in your pants, um, you know, it's a lot harder to get away with something on stream than it is in, you know, somebody's home game down the road, if if you were cheating. So there's this like unnecessary risk of like, why would you do it on a stream? Um, And then two, if, if there's any suspicion well, you're going to be hyper micro analyzed until the end of time. That's that's a, that's a very good point, and it's something that people kind of kind of consider. And the uh, the interesting thing is that uh, uh, on a live stream, also there is more, um, I guess, you can call there's more data to be used sure. for cheating, which is not yeah. available. Yeah. So sometimes you're getting in those situations where there is both forces. So it's uh there's a, it becomes harder to to cheat and then easier to cheat at the same time. So and then it's a question: What is the net benefit? Is it net net more or net less? Yeah, if I'm but, in prison yeah. and I'm going to shiv somebody, I'm going to find out where there's a blind spot in the camera. I'm not going to just do it out in the open, <laughs> right? Like it's, <laughs> I'm going to do it in a way that makes it least likely for me to get caught, which is not under the bright lights of a camera. Brad, why would you do that? What if you at some point get incarcerated and you need to do that and now they can they can use it against you, Brad? Why would you do that? I, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, yeah, like, so <laughs> don't follow me where there's blind spots on cameras, apparently, if, in, if you feel like you're in danger of shiving. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure, like, you know, listeners by that point, they're just screaming on, on the screen. Everybody has, like, a lot of thoughts on the, on the subject, <laughs> and, which, is, which is fine. I mean, you know... Uh, um, okay, so uh, so the question was, is non-insider cheating possible during live streams? Always possible, highly unlikely. Always possible took the cake, about 79%, highly unlikely, they remembered uh, 21%. So people, again, they're concerned. Uh, if you strongly suspect cheating, but you have no access to a smoking gun, then you should do nothing or apply pressure? Apply pressure. 
Yes. Okay. This is the, I think that's that was 50, 50, 44 apply pressure, but it was it was closer. So some people again, they they are they're thinking that applying pressure is some sort of like a violation of uh uh something. Um but and it is violation of, of personal space, but again, people as someone have, that has been cheated, I can say that oh, applying pressure is better than not applying pressure. Absolutely. I actually have a story of, of what happened to me when I was 14 years old that uh uh, I had to actually apply apply pressure on somebody. So, uh, do you want to hear it? Well, I mean, you you, you set them up. You, you can't not <laughs> tell the story now, right? Okay. So, um, I was fourteen, right? Summer camp, and uh, I know most of the, of the of the guys in in my tent, um, except for 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 one guy who uh, they came from an organization like a charity organization. They they got them into the summer camp. So towards the end uh, of 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 the, of the season. Uh, I go back to my tent and I and I witness my my cell phone missing. Oh, there was a, a time where I had a Nokia when I was mm-hmm, fourteen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So and uh, so I'm looking around. Maybe I forgot it somewhere. I'm asking around, so I cannot find it anywhere. So at some point, you know, you have to suspect. I mean, I did. I don't know if it was correct or not, but I, I have to. I suspect that somebody took it away from me. You know, like they were worth some money. I mean, not incredible amount of money, but some amount of money. So how do I get it? You know, like I ask everybody, you know, no. you see my cell phone. Many people were like, what, your cell phone? Like the... And I see this guy in the room that I mentioned earlier, and he was acting suspicious. And um, so I think there's a, there's a chance that, that he got it. But obviously, I have, I have no evidence. So what I did, mind you, I mean, I was, I was 14 years old. I mean, I, I go to talk to, to people um, outside. Nobody could help me. Actually, coincidentally, like a very important uh, friend of ours has died had died that day, and everybody was like mourning. It was was a terrible situation too. So I decided, you know, like I have to figure out by myself. I mean, I have to do something about it. So I came up with uh, the oldest trick in the book, right? So I, I go in and I say, okay, guys, um, I was just right outside, and uh, John, my friend, he told me they saw the person who actually took it. So I know exactly who that person is. And I'm gonna go and report them right now. So, uh, but here's the thing: I really don't care, like, to create a commotion. All I want is my, <laughs> I want my my cell phone back. You know, I I know who that person is. I just want to give you, you know, like 30 minutes. Come to me. I don't really care. You know. Yes, you ran a bluff. I ran a bluff, exactly. Right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> this kid will become poker player one day. So, um, and um, by the way, do you think there's like any moral um, issues there with that approach? I don't know. No, okay. I don't know. I could probably yeah. a- a- analyze it more in depth, but uh, yeah. I, I don't think so. Okay. So it's some, some people may think because apparently some people think. So anyway, to make a, story, a long story short, uh, a guy like approaches me, he says, hey, listen, you know, like I, I took the, the cell phone and I was like, all right, where where is it? You know, so he goes and he he gives it to me and, and I surprisingly everything was intact except for the except for the for the sim card so you know applying pressure sometimes you know works like what what else can you do and the worst thing of it all is that i i had already decided that i was gonna go through with my bluff which may or may not be the right thing to do but well i, I like mean, to apply pressure yeah like a a friend of mine in florida had his ipad stolen and mm-hmm. they had it on camera and they right. could track it um, but the thing was, is actually, it was kind of funny that he put his iPad on a garbage can mm. and they, the 
police officer basically told him that like technically it's in the trash technically like you threw it away and so it's not theft because they got it from the trash um but then he went and talked to the person who got it and basically did some verbal jujitsu aka ran a bluff and the guy gave the ipad back uh and you know this was like a decade or so ago and like to me i don't really have a problem with that i think it's a technicality um and the reality is is like there have to be some kind of mechanisms for resolving such situations because uh if you're in into the business of just trusting people at their word and trusting people to like take accountability and take responsibility for everything they do, then you got a, got a, got a hard life ahead of you because people struggle in that regard. Absolutely. And, 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 and you make a very good point, which ties actually to some of the things that we're discussing already. Like there is a lot of gray areas involved. And uh, like you said, I mean, there, there needs to be some sort of like mechanism, some sort of process, but when that process is not available, then perhaps the only way we can figure it out is by expressing our own versions, what I call the free speech, right? I mean, you apply pressure, the other person applies pressure, and hopefully we get there somewhere, right? One of the things that I discovered recently, for example, is that uh, in uh, I was always curious, you know, why you know some people who have like so, such strong evidence against them in the court of law they get acquitted, and I realized that the the, the justice system in this country, intelligently enough, like I thought it, it was a bug, but it's actually a feature. It's not about justice. The legal system is not about justice. There's no such thing as justice in, in, in a court of law. It's about the balance of power. So they are allowing people to express both of their opinions and, and, and cases as forcefully as they can. And hopefully we get a good approximation of what actually happened. That's why the lawyers, for example, don't even care about um, legal, I mean, a factual guilt. They only care about legal guilt. All they care about is can the opposition prove that you actually did the thing that you're being accused of? So that's a balance of power as opposed to who's right and who's wrong. And I think yeah. there is, yeah, there, there's, it's ingenious. Like that, 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 you know, as faulty as the system is, you know, it is nobody knows what the truth is in, in many situations. And, and again, to- Well, in many situations, to, like don't know what the truth is. Laws are a set of rules that are basically uh, a game that lawyers understand and play very well in the legal system. And then so when you go to court, you basically hire someone who's very good at playing this legal game based on the laws that are on the books and understand it and know exactly what to do or have a good idea of like how they want to pursue it, what line they want to take and how they want to go about it. Um, But it's not about what actually happened and what's fair and, and justice as we sort of abstractly internalize that concept. Correct. And then the question becomes, and again, I don't want to get sidetracked, but the, are these guys good lawyers or are they shady in that sense? You know, because the system will say, I mean, it's sort of a rhetorical question, but. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's a, uh, I would say that depends on the um, perspective and paradigm that you're coming from. I, I, exactly. But one more thing that I just want to say in this, in this sort of like long thread is the point that you made earlier, and you're absolutely right. Like, how can you say, you know, don't make conclusions, and then you make conclusions in the same breath? Sure. The, 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 the point, and, and this is, again, it comes down to, uh, to that iPad thread, right? There are certain things which are very gray. And for those things which are very gray, it's clear which are things are gray, you know, like uh, 
communism or capitalism, that's a gray area, you know, religious or, or, or atheist, that's a gray area. Like, you know, there's people differently who have like different approaches, you know, uh, uh, paper or plastic, that's a gray area. Like, all of these sort of like, you know, gray things, you know, we don't necessarily have to make conclusions, but if there are specific things that not, not all things are created equal, right? I mean, if I, if I take a ball and let it go, it's going to fall down more often than not. That's not so much of a gray area. So for those things that they're not necessarily gray areas, we can actually make conclusions more frequently. So I think there is a danger in expanding our open mind in situations where it can actually hinder us from action. And I think that was actually the mistake that, that Garen made, because again, that's what meta-humility can help us with, because we really need to act. We need to, to act. And meta-humility tells no matter what you do, you will never have perfect information, but that's okay. That's okay. That's what the meta is. That's okay. Go ahead and do your thing. Go ahead. Be confident in your action. That's okay. Be confident. And, and that's the point that I'm trying to convey. There are certain things where there's so much uncertainty, we don't have to make conclusions, but there are certain things which actually confidence, it's a good thing to have. And if we didn't have that confidence, then it's going to become really blurry a line between indecisiveness and, and, and humility. We want to be humble, but decisive at the same time. That's the, yeah, because I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to, because these are things that I'm thinking about, right? Sure, sure. Say, like, how do you make conclusions and then say, don't make conclusions? Because they don't live at, at the same level. I don't have the, the same amount of evidence. On the one hand, this is something but it's that hard I've to, done. It. It's hard to understand what level you're coming from from each moment, right? Like, absolutely, absolutely. So that's, that's on me. where, that's, on me. That, that's where like a, a big communication disconnect can, can come from. Absolutely. Um, and that's on me, hundred percent, right? But I mean, again, like I mean, I've seen people doing all those things about mastering the hands. Like I've seen that like a thousand times. Sure. So, you know, you, you get the point. Right, right, right. Um, and then the at the end of the day, did we hit all the bullet points that we talked about in the the intro? Yeah, uh, we do have a couple, two more questions. So, uh, should Garrett have accepted the money back? And do you think there was a, a, a foul play uh, last night? Uh, yes, Garrett should have accepted the money and that's because he may not have another opportunity to accept money. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can kind of make a decision from there or have an arbitrator or somebody investigate it independently, knowing that like, you know, you don't have to sue somebody. You don't have to come after somebody. I mean, come chase, chasing money, uh, is kind of a futile effort. I think in this case, long drawn mm -hmm. out, et cetera. So yeah, I think he should have accepted the money. Um, and then what was the final one? Is, was there, do I think, there yeah, was I, do you think there was a foul play in, in some way? Oh, and, I mean, there was foul play, but I, I don't think there was cheating, but I think that there was, a, <laughs> there, there is definitely some foul play. Um, I think that just coming to it, like the thing is, no matter how smart you are, no matter how good you are, mm -hmm. um, you know, Garrett makes mistakes. Garrett plays poker hands where he loses them. He makes a mm -hmm. questionable call. He makes a questionable right. bluff. So he's not an infallible human being. And mm -hmm. so the, the biggest mistake to me is the confidence level that he had, mm -hmm. that she was cheating, agree with that. that was expressed long after the stream was over. And probably even up until right now, for all, for all I know, maybe I'm making an assumption. Um, that's what it appears like from the outside. That to me is uh, just, yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, and then from, you know, the other side of the coin, I, I personally, as far as foul play, I don't think there was cheating. 
I, mm-hmm. I would say it's probably 5% maybe um, is the weight that I would give that yeah. just because none of it, none of the theories, none of the active theories make any, any sense to me just seems right. like wild lunacy. Um, <laughs> it's borderline. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, th- those are my answers. I, I think very small percent chance that she was cheating and also disagree with the way that Garrett handled everything. And by the way, like, again, if there, I don't know of tons of precedent for this situation historically, but hopefully the high level poker players that play for hundreds of thousands of dollars on stream mm-hmm. learn something from this. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think actually like personally, like I've, I have learned a lot of things. I don't know about you. Do you think like it was a net a, a positive experience, like the conversation, like thinking about that philosophically, right? Writing about things and talking to people. Net positive, probably not <laughs> for me. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe for the community at large, but uh, for me, it's been somewhat of a distraction for the past week from my other higher priority things. Okay, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't have all the all the all the time in the world, but I I, I do think it's a it's a good way to actually put put everything together you know like responsibility comes into play accountability comes into play sure um, again like all of these concepts you know like cheating uh, social influencers the power that people have uncertainty how probabilities come into this place like all of these things sort of like you know and by the way uh, i i think sensationalizing something sensationalization is yes. to me i hate it i mm-hmm. hate it i can't stand sensationalizing no pushback here of things um and i like you disagree i do think people should have responsibilities it relates to other people's reputations Mm -hmm. and how other people think about poker players in the space because i do think it matters and i do think that there are negative consequences to sensationalist accusations and just random things that happen i think the person experiencing those mm-hmm. said things it has a very negative effect on them uh, there was you know fedor holtz um accused someone who pat howard um mm-hmm. coaches in an mtt basically said mm-hmm. that they're they're cheating here right mm-hmm. um just based on one hand they did in-depth investigation into all the players accounts that had played against each other historically they found nothing there nothing came of it but it was a real shit situation for right. the players and for pat Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that because it happened fairly recently. And so like there, to me, for influencers, there's responsibility to like, not put this on people mm-hmm. if it's not necessary. Right. And, and to not keep a story going on and on and on and on and on if, if it's not necessary. Can I, can I clarify this a little bit? Because I actually agree largely with you, right? You said, you said, I disagree with that. And I want to just clarify the, the, the point with which I disagree. Actually, I agree with that. I do think it is it should be our responsibility to know what comes out of our mouth because we can influence people and we can hurt people. And I'm the first one to say I said that earlier, right? I don't want to jump to the conclu- to conclusions, big conclusions, right? Uh, on on things that were still very uncertain and the the jury's still out there because again, I don't want to I don't want to influence people one way or another. I do believe that, and also think a lot of the mistakes that modern uh, academics make in in many respects, they jump into topics that they know very little about, and they just because they're good at at a different area. Uh, but my, my my point has always been I don't want to enforce this through public policy, right? I want sure. this to be something that people should self-regulate, right? 
I yeah, don't want I mean, to do that. I, I should not want to do that. But if some people, you know, you know, go out of their way and they do it, there's nothing we can do about it other than learn how to protect ourselves. Sure. Uh, unless there's legal recourse in the case uh, yes, of just yes. say, saying yes, things yes, that have yes, a yes. negative effect on other people's lives. Yes. You know, the Alex Jones and Sandy Hook thing. That's right. That's um, right. Where Which, by the way, the, real life the legal, consequences. Real life consequences. Which, by the way, the legal recourse, we were talking about that a couple of weeks back, is a proxy of what our ancestors have told us because the laws are not random, right? Sure. Something has happened. So as we're tinkering with society, we found that specific things are better in most cases than not. So that's what the laws are. They're not like randomly one one person one day decided, let's let's make that law. Yeah. Let's tinker and let's see if it works. And I'm not saying the laws are perfect, but the, what I'm saying is that, and, and, and I'm not saying that all of the laws should always be followed all the time, but the thing is that they should be more often than not. And the reason for that is because uh, a lot of wisdom ha has come from the past to, to to make those things. It's not just like a random guy one day decided something. So for someone to say, you know what, I'm going to defy this, it is very meta-arrogant in, in, in some sense. So these these things are not and random. And the, the, the truth is there are consequences, like legally, right. for, in, in the Alex Jones case. And there are also consequences that can never be undone as right. it relates to right. the people right. who are affected by this for many years which is why influencers uh, have a responsibility in what they say. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, that kind of, that, that thing makes me internally irate. Uh, it's just, to me, it's irresponsible and it's, uh, it, it's very awful, but obviously it doesn't come close to anything that's happened in the poker space. It's just the, the sensationalizing of this story and the kind of, weird angles and weird places that it's taken us it's like yeah i'm yeah no i i, I totally it's agree shocking it's only happened a week ago i feel like this happened 10 years ago <laughs> so much information uh, i guess we didn't talk much about about base but we, i guess we can't cover everything so is is there any anything you wanted to to add or it has been on your mind or nah, I, i've said everything that i everything? I, I feel okay. like i've needed to say in this situation i've absolutely i as i said before i listened to every i watched everything i took the body of evidence to right. the best of my ability using all the data points that i had and i landed where i landed absolutely. um and that's all I can do at this point. It's like, just let it go. Let the hand go, fold. And if there's new information, or not fold, but just let the chips fall where they may. Where, when there's new information, then opinion might change. Who knows? Might change, exactly. And, and maybe this is as good of a place as any. It's not necessary. I mean, we have a lot of responsibilities, right? But the, the responsibility of actually having a verdict on whether cheating happened or not is not necessarily one of them. We don't have to come to a conclusion, even internally. I mean, we may want to do it for like, you know, our own sake or, you know, sanity or whatever. But it's not just because, again, there's a platform. It doesn't mean, I don't know what, what you think of that. Do you think that it's your responsibility to, to come to a verdict? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's my responsibility or not. I mean, I'm a poker player, right? At my, right. my I'm a poker coach. My answer is it right. depends to most all <laughs> questions that, that, are, that are asked to me on the planet. You know, I think, <laughs> I do think that like, before acting, we, we, we have to understand the upside and the downside of this, right? So like, just, so with Garrett's accusations, right? He's looking at how he's personally affected by it negatively, right? Assumes that there's cheating, right? But what's on the flip side of that? What's an alternative? An alternative is something else happened mm -hmm. and an amateur beat him out of a quarter million dollars 
Mm-hmm. And he effectively yelled at her until she gave the money back to him. Mm-hmm. And then he kept the money. Mm-hmm. That's a shitty alternative that probably wasn't thought enough about compared to the other one before accusations are made. So like, I, I think that, yeah, it's just a, it's a very emotional, volatile situation being very sure um, you have to be very sure and, and understand the other side of the, t- the coin, right? This happens a lot of times in life where, um, you know, another thing that happened is uh, there, there, there was an accusation in not my immediate family, but somewhere in the family um, mm-hmm. where uh, an in-law had basically done something with a, a student, right? Mm-hmm. And the bias of the people close to the situation was, ah, oh, they're just lying. They're just making this up, right? Nobody's considering, oh, something damaging happened here. And we're just totally ignoring the possibility and saying that they're lying when this person could have been violated and emotionally scarred for the rest of their lives. So like, we have to look at the alternatives and the consequences. So like, you're right, but what if you're wrong? Well, if you're wrong, then, you know, in this situation with Garrett, if you're wrong, then basically you lost to an amateur on a live stream, yelled at them, they gave the money back, and that's the conclusion. What fucking kind of conclusion is that? That's terrible. Not to be pedantic here, and I agree with you 100%, but I think, uh, do you think he would have done that if, you know, he somehow magically somebody showed up and said, no, she's innocent? And and he like No, I don't think he would have done it. I, I don't. You know why I'm asking? Because is he really, like, can we actually do that? Can we actually assume reality? Or is reality a, a, a Robbie, which is 50-50 at that point? You understand what I'm saying? Like, because if he actually knew she was innocent, and if sure. we could be in a reality where she knew he was innocent, he wouldn't have done that. So what I'm saying, is really reality reality? Or is really a 50-50 situation, and we have to accept the 50-50 as the reality because that's the only thing we have access to, and that's the only thing we can have access to. In other words, yeah, then accept like, the accept the fifty fifty. I mean, but if we accept the fifty fifty, then she's not hundred percent innocent. So that 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 picture that you described eloquently and it's correct, it never exists. Like it's never that situation where he's wrong because he's not wrong. At that point, he's fifty percent correct. And and the point that I'm trying to convey is that we have to deal with that uncertainty. That's what I was trying to say earlier. It's okay to act on uncertainty because we can't. It's like almost right. like that sounds almost like quantum yeah. mechanics. Yeah, I, 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 I understand yeah. what you're saying. You get the point though, right? Yeah. I, I get the point. And ultimately, just my, my final thing that I was, uh, I'm saying is that there's a lot of uncertainty here. There's mm-hmm. no way to be certain. And if you're the one who is accusing someone, you, you must consider the alternative scenario right, of right. this situation and how it looks and what the downstream consequences might be because they may be worse and the situation may look a lot worse than you imagine it looking in your head in this moment. To, to, to your point, to your point, I think, I think you're, you're right. To your point, even if we replace reality with a 50-50 alternative, the 50% innocent of that alternative has exactly the type of value that you're talking about. So you have to let it weigh in your action. So a 50-50 guilty person, so a 50% guilty person, 
still is 50% innocent. So that 50% should have the type of value that you're talking about. Right, right? exactly. So, and, and similarly, a 90% guilty person only gets that 10%. So like it should be discounted by a factor of five comparatively. So of yeah, course- comparatively. Oh, comparatively, right? Of course, I mean, it's not like we can do long division and do like extra hard calculations. But the point is, no, no, I mean, this is, you see, that's why I like this because it illustrates all the holes in our society in, in a very beautiful way, which you can let us think about those things. You know, what would be a good way to deal with these situations, right? Maybe it's not about black and white because that black and white, we cannot see it, but we still have to act. How do we act? And you say, listen, but maybe Duncan, and this is your point, and it's a very good point. Not all 50s are created equal. The innocent 50 is potentially far more important than the guilty 50, perhaps, because that innocent 50, you can destroy that person. So you got to weigh it potentially more heavily. And again, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, you know. No, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, right, out loud. So we, we got to think all of it. So perhaps maybe we cannot go into the 100% territory, but we should have to to weigh all those all those things. And I think that's an, that's an excellent. That's an excellent point. And, and remember, like the value of 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 uh, the, the human value, you know, like how important the, the, the human value is, you know, we can't just like discard it. Yeah, I think it's ultimately the most important thing. But right. Um, all right. We, we hit all the points. We've gone for longest philosophical Friday of <laughs> right all time. <laughs> we've introduced audio clips and evidence. We've talked in depth about everything. Uh it's been a wild, a wild ride. Absolutely. And yeah, let's hope that just nobody ever does anything dumb on stream again in their <laughs> life. Or, 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 let's hope at least we we'll learn something if they do it again. <laughs> where, where can they find us? Where people can find us? Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Why Alex Beats Bobby. Greatnessvillage.com, Chasing Poker Greatness, the Philosophical Friday discussion uh, channel. You can tag at Duncan at Brad, ChasingPokerGreatness.com. I think we're, we've got the Philosophical Friday part of the website built out, so you can head there as well. And uh, yeah, as always, you can like, subscribe, comment, and we'll be coming at you next week with a brand new episode. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.